All right, so I wanted to skippily welcome again with me another episode. I want to stop saying episode, but maybe not. Maybe episode is the right word to say and use in this context. Anyways, um, another episode of Latin and Layman's. So I'm going to be approaching this in a different manner than I did prior when I was recording back in uh, early 2021. So, in fact, what I plan on doing is interspersing my grammatical episodes with maybe etymological side tangents, really. Um, and I'll kind of try and help you visualize these words and we'll break them down. Well, basically, we're going to be treating words in parts, aka prefixes, affixes, suffixes, you know, these words can get appended on to one another to basically mean something and or uh, you can swap out these appendages and they can uh, you can change their meaning slightly. And I'll get into that a little bit more in depthly in a sec because that was rather convoluted, I know. But uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of a random little episode, Sunday, fun day kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, so I want you to try your best to visualize these words. I'll spell them out, I'll break them down, and then we'll kind of go over what they mean. So firstly, and my students, if any of you guys are tuning in right now, you guys are going to be very well aware of these words that we're going to be talking about initially. And then when I get into later episodes, we're going to be diving into um, uh, just all kinds of words, words that you guys have never really um, encountered either. So without further ado, let's go ahead. So think of the word um, hyponitremia. So my students are very familiar with this. I actually found a guy that breaks down animal oh, medical terminology words uh, just like I do. And uh, he's really awesome. I like to show his YouTube videos in class and the students really enjoy it. And one, uh, a lot of the time, uh, these uh, pathologies that he, uh, no, he's a toxicologist. Um, so when they present to their emergency room, they have certain conditions that are happening once they do blood tests. And in this case, somebody had consumed uh, a, a gallon of pickles plus all of the juice. And they had, you know, when you do that, you consume a buttload of sodium and uh, salt, well, sodium really. And, uh, and she had something called hypernitremia. So actually I'm not going to do hyponitremia. I'm going to do hypernitremia. So hyper, so we're going to break them down. So hyper, H-Y-P-E-R, hyper referring to high. And then N-A-T, that is the affix. So we have hyper, H-Y-P-E-R-N-A-T, and then R-E-M-I-A. I'm having to pull this from my head. It's hard for me to actually spell without having the word in front of me because I'm just doing this off the cuff here. So that's how you spell hypernitremia. Hyper, that H-Y-P-E-R, referring to high. It's opposing hypo means low. So hyper is high. N-A-T-R referring to natrium. Now, what is natrium? Well, what is Na on the periodic table? The more formal 
term for sodium is actually natrium, where we get that derivation from Latin. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. In fact, if you look at the periodic table, and if you have one readily available, look at AU. AU stands for gold, and gold, Latin, is aurum. A-U-R-E-A. Aura. And AR. What is AR on the periodic table? AR is silver, and silver in Latin is argentum. Cool enough. Very cool. How about FE for iron? Well, in Latin, we have ferrous. Ferrous referring to ferrous iron. Ferrous wheel. One of my students told me, they're like, oh, it's just an iron wheel. And I was like, hmm, I guess you're right. I'm not sure if those actually are correlated or if they come from the same uh, base, but either way, thought it was a cool little epiphany, and I love having, having my students think critically like that about words. So, bringing it back, hypernatrium, high sodium, right? So, we have high sodium and anemia, our suffix, which refers to presence in blood. So, this person that had consumed a buttload of um, pickles had a condition called hypernatremia a.k.a. high sodium presence in blood, if you add those together, A plus B plus C. Now, if we wanted to change it up a little bit, we could say hyperglycemic or hyperglycemia. We still have hyper, right, which means high. We've actually switched out the appendages of the affix here. Instead of natrium here, we put in glycine, right? Glycine referring to glucose, Glucose, what is glucose, y'all? You guys know what glucose is? That's sugar. So we have high sugar, and then again, our suffix emia, presence in blood. Well, that's pretty cool, right? So now we know hyperglycemic. Well, if you're hyperglycemic, is essentially you have a high sugar presence in your blood, which is exactly what it means. In fact, that's why we have the glycemic index, a scale which refers to um, on a scale from one to, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how much, but it, uh, a scale on how foods that have sugar, how they affect you. Um, uh, yeah, how they affect you, whether they get uh, metabolized super quickly and they have a high glycemic index or they kind of have a lower glycemic index like complex carbohydrates like um, oats and rice and those kinds of things that digest slower rather than something like fructose or glucose, you know, maybe some honey or um, fruit like a banana or an apple or just straight sugar or dextrose or something like that. So if you ever look at the, uh, the glycemic index, you see it's just a scale on how sugar affects your body. And well, now we know what hyperglycemic means because hyper means high, glycine referring to glucose and emia referring to presence in blood. So high sugar presence in blood. Now, what we can do is we can change out that hyper, and now we can say hypoglycemia. Well, what is hypoglycemia? That's when we're feeling a little woozy, right? We're feeling a little lightheaded. Maybe we need a little snacky poo, right? Right? Because hypo is the antithesis of hyper. It means low. So on the opposite end, hypo, like if you are, well, think about it, hypothermic, low. Thermia, referring to temperature, Emic, presence in blood. Low temperature, presence in blood. 
that's what hypothermia is and in the most severe cases your blood actually freezes and you gotta lop off limbs am i right yes i am because i know i'm right because i'm always right ha that'll probably make some people mad but anyways going back to hypoglycemia right so we did another see this is what i love to do i just love the words i love breaking them down and i can definitely go on and off uh just bouncing between words um and just kind of breaking down the bare essential roots of it so um this is what i love about latin this is the the cool aspect it helps me command my language it helps me understand words and language and seeing other words that i might not understand um but if i think about it more critically and if i break them up almost like if it's like it's like math in a way for me um it's a lot of patterns it's a lot of puzzles and it's a lot of just rearranging and um you know the more you know the more you know i think so hypoglycemia glycine again referring to glucose and then emia referring to presence in blood so what if you're hypoglycemic on the other end of hyperglycemic hypo is low sugar presence in blood probably need a little bit of a snack feeling a little lightheaded whatever you know and then finally i just want to ring it off with one more um and this is in lieu of this was something that i had like an epiphany wise on veterans day because we had an assembly at school and they were talking about how it had been referred to as armistice day until about 1953 where they changed it to veterans day right veterans day gets often uh you know confused with labor day and memorial day you know but veterans day is armistice day and armistice day refers to the ending of world war one on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month not the 11th year but of, in 1918 right because it went from 1914 i believe to 1918 um and Armistice Day was basically that struck the treaty, struck the, the ceasefire. Well, it's not really a treaty. It's like a ceasefire, essentially just stopping the war right then and there where they all laid down their arms and they just put it to rest right then. Um, and that's what Armistice means. So if I break that down, Arma in Latin, Arma referring to weapons and or arms, right? Because if we take up arms, we're taking up weapons. Um, and then Stitium, Stis is a, a derivation of stitium. Stitium in Latin refers to a ceasing of or a blockage of. So if you put those two, two, two together, armistice, armistitium, really just means a ceasing or a blockage of weapons. And that's what an armistice is. And I thought about that and I was like, oh my gosh, how awesome that I was able to just kind of like, you know, pull apart the words break them down and then put them back together and understand it for what it really and truly is. It's just a ceasing and blockage of arms, AKA an armistice. You don't, if you don't know what an armistice is, but you know what arm and stitium are, then you know what armistice is. Ha ha ha. So there's the power of Latin in etymology. So I did a little bit of some medical terminology, hypernitremia, hyponitremia, that would be low sodium presence in blood, right? We did hypothermia, right? Low temperature presence of blood. Just doing a little bit of a recap here. We did hyperglycemia and hypoglycemia, either hyper being high sugar presence in blood or hypo being low sugar presence in blood. Um, yeah. So that's a little etymological break. 
I love breaking down words. I love understanding them for what they truly are. I really have grown to love language altogether, and I hope that you see the value as well. And in fact, I'm going to share one more with you because I'm on a tangent. So as of recent, there's been a lot of subpoenas being sent out lately. Subpoena, sub in Latin meaning under, and poena in Latin referring to penalty. So a subpoena is basically like you're skirting on the cusp of um, punishment or trial, right? Because when, you have, when you're being subpoenaed, you're basically being reviewed for a potential punishment that you might incur, right? Because you might be guilty of something. So that's what a subpoena is. It's underneath a penalty. So just wanted to do that one so that I could kind of talk about some more terminology, um, some medical terminology, and then wrap it up with a little bit of legal terminology as well. So thanks again for tuning in with me. This is Mr. Liam Connerly. Um, this is on 11-21-2021. I don't know why I wanted to say the date, but there it is. Thanks again. Walate omnes.